A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The USDA is committed to supporting a diverse range of farmers, ranchers, and private forest landowners. That includes partnerships for climate-smart commodities, conservation, and disaster assistance. Robert Bonney is the Undersecretary for the USDA Farm Production and Conservation. He helps farmers and forest landowners by implementing programs to mitigate risks. Well, the most important thing we're trying to do is to build an approach on climate change that actually works for producers. We've spent a lot of time listening to producers over the last year and a half, and we're going to do more. But we've done that listening purposely so that we build something that actually works for agriculture. This is going to be an approach that is voluntary. It's incentive-based. It's about building partnerships with producers, universities, conservation groups, and others. It's about collaboration. It's about looking for ways that we can build new markets where producers can get rewarded for the stewardship they've been doing and and will do. That approach is going to be critical to everything we do, whether we're thinking about how do we implement the Inflation Reduction Act resources or how do we roll out our new Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities program. And again, that approach is going to be critically important. We're also going to make sure that we invest in the inventory and the monitoring and the measurement so we're able to prove this up to the taxpayer. If we can look the taxpayer in the eye and talk about the gains we're getting from these types of resources, partnership with agriculture, and if we can look at the folks in the market, businesses and others who may be interested in investing in agriculture as a climate approach, I think that's going to bring more investment, more opportunity, more economic opportunity into agriculture. And so that's an important part of our approach as well. You mentioned the partnerships. Can you talk a little bit more about what those partnerships are, what they look like currently, and how they are monitoring evaluation? So the Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities is a a new approach to deploying climate smart practices across thousands and thousands of landowners. You know, most people think about climate, they think we're going to do it through conservation programs. Conservation programs are incredibly important. The Partnerships Program isn't a conservation program, it's a commodity program. It's intended to help producers adopt climate smart practices in the production of a commodity and to help market those commodities, create new markets. Whether producers are interested in carbon markets or maybe climate smart soybean, climate smart beef, or, or whatever it is, we want to help them adopt those practices do the marketing and the measurement, monitoring, and verification to go along with that so that we can prove that this type of an approach works. So you mentioned the Inflation Reduction Act. Can you talk some more about that and how that affects climate smart agriculture and farm loan, disaster assistance, things like that? Lots of additional resources for agriculture in the Inflation Reduction Act. One of the most important areas is around climate smart agriculture and forestry. We've got additional dollars, not only to partner with producers on the ground as they deploy those practices, but also to help build the infrastructure on the ground to partner with producer groups, to partner with state departments of agriculture in other ways. So we'll look for ways that we can build partnerships that allow us to do a better job of deploying climate smart practices on the ground and recognizing that agriculture is very, very diverse. And we're going to need to do this in a flexible way where we're not dictating to producers what to do, but we're allowing them to come forward and, and help decide that. Second piece is obviously on the farm loan side. We've put out a $1.3 billion to deal with distressed borrowers, critically 
really important. Folks have had a tough time with COVID and other challenges. We need to keep people in agriculture. That's the role here to support producers, keep our, particularly our young and underserved producers who, who disproportionately take advantage of our farm loans, keep them in agriculture. And so that's a fundamental principle of what we're doing. And we're going to look for ways to provide better loan servicing, work with producers, new producers, existing producers, keep them in agriculture. We think this approach to our farm loans and finance program is a way to benefit all of agriculture. Look, we know that, you know, the past discrimination against our historically underserved producers is an albatross that USDA and all of agriculture really has to bear. We think we can make significant strides here that will benefit everybody and that will build public support for everything we do in USDA, and we think that's important. Speaking of farm loans, what are the trends of how many people are using it? Where do you see that going now, post-pandemic, now that we're sort of getting to, I don't want to say normal, because I don't think we'll ever be quite normal in the agriculture world, but getting back to maybe where we were, and so then projecting into 2023 or future, how does that look? I mean, we obviously see high demand, both for our direct loans, operating and storage and all the direct loans we do, and then the guaranteed loans as well. And we think that plays a really, really important role. And we want to look for ways that not only are we providing the financing, but we're helping farmers and ranchers build operations which we can sustain over the long term, get more people into agriculture, be be more innovative, more creative. You know, Zach Ducheneau, our administrator of FSA, is particularly interested in ways that we can be really creative on the loan servicing side. And so I think that that is really, really important. I mean, if you think about the role of the Farm Production and Conservation Mission Area USDA with Risk Management Agency, Farm Service Agency, and NRCS, we're really about financing agriculture. We're about financing, providing the resources, technical and financial resources to support agriculture, both in the production side and conservation. Farm loans are a critically important part of that. We need to make sure that everybody gets to play and that we're looking for ways to get new people into agriculture. And I think that's a, a vital role that we can play. Talking about that funding and supporting to get more people in, what is that ultimate benefit for the producers to utilize these and be aware of the opportunities out there using disaster assistance and risk management programs? Outreach is a critically important part of everything we, we do, and we've got to be able to not only communicate with our existing customers, but bring new customers in. That means partnerships with groups out in the countryside, producer groups, landowner groups and others to be able to make sure that they're aware of all the tools we have. It also means that we have to make it easier to, to get in the door. And so we think about, so we're, we're spending a lot of time, can we streamline the farm loan application? We've just put uh, a lot of our farm loan work online to make it easier for producers to get in. How do we get new folks into, into agriculture? We've got a ton of interest right now. It's interesting, everywhere I go in urban agriculture, and I think, how do we provide resources there and support urban agriculture? And even if you're a, a farmer in, in rural parts of the country, if we can get more people in practicing agriculture, even in urban areas, we can create broader public support for all we do at USDA. And I think that's important to support everything we do. I think a rising tide lifts all boats. And so how do we get in young people? How do we get in families that young families that may have been in agriculture, but they need the financing and the support? To, to stay there, to build an operation. 
Those things are absolutely critical for us, and I think we, we're looking for ways that we can be flexible, design tools that not only keep farmers farming, but bring new people into the business. What's in your pipeline for 2023, 24 even maybe? What is on your radar moving forward? Well, we've announced the second phase of our ERP and ELRP programs that we'll move out with here. So that's in the short term, that's important. We're obviously doing a lot of work around implementation of the Inflation Reduction Act our partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities. But honestly, our next two years are going to be really about execution. How do we continue to deliver to farmers and ranchers and forest owners, provide not only these new things, but our existing programs in a way that, that works for them? So I think you see a little bit of fewer big policy, new policy announcements, and more us just making sure we're executing and delivering for U.S. agriculture. That was Robert Bonney, the Undersecretary for USDA Farm Production and Conservation. You can learn more by going to USDA.gov. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.